You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back again, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Pennsylvania Woodsman Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Shirk, and not on this intro portion is our co-host, Robbie Haney, but believe it or not, the man is back, and he joined us on the conversation that we had today in this episode. Uh, first and foremost, I say it once, I'll say it again, thank you so much for all of your support that you've done for this podcast that means a great deal to us and on a serious note you know you've heard this on other episodes you've heard this on other people's podcasts i'm being serious do me a favor pause this episode right now and wherever you go to get your podcast whether that's spotify itunes google you know whatever that may be give us a review hopefully a five-star review that's a that's a big deal helps us out and second if you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, follow us, like us, all that good stuff. Pennsylvania Woodsman Podcast, and you know, give us a give us a comment. You know, let us know how we're doing. But all that is major, major pluses for us. You know, it's good for me to just know who's enjoying it. How can we improve? What can we do to better engage things, or just know that you're enjoying what we're doing? So again. Please do that. Pause and do that for me. Big shout out to everybody who does. Thank you. And with that, I am sick and tired of these dog days of summer. I mean, it has been sticky and muggy and miserable for too dang long. I'm I'm watching, you know, crops wither away in certain parts because we're not getting any rain. Uh, it's delaying food plot planning. It's doing all kinds of stuff. And other than that, I'm just sick of sweating my tail off in this sticky, muggy weather. I'm just ready to see the weather turn for the better, 
which means we're going to be in a deer stand. We're going to be doing fun stuff. And speaking of being in a deer stand, this week is a is a good preparation episode. This week we chat with John Livingston of Deer Lab, one of the one of the founders that took just the the concept of analyzing pictures, something that we would do when we get pull cards on trail cameras anyway, and took it to the extreme as far as data management. And a lot of people are very data-driven, and I'm not somebody who gets crazy about it, but data is important to me. I mean, data and the, the people that use data, you know, think about it from the perspective of just whitetail biology, like the data that's been collected to make decisions on deer management. I, I trust those people based on the research and the, and the data collected. Um, I'm not a huge numbers guy, but when it comes to like my own knowledge and, and trail camera inventory, when you run a lot of cameras, it, the, if you can figure a way to just condense and organize your picture, the, the, the pictures as you get, the trail camera images, I mean, why wouldn't you, first of all? I've, I've been in this period for a long time where I just didn't know how to be more efficient, and I truly believe I found an answer this year, and I'm really excited to start using it, and I won't give you any spoilers. I'll let John explain the the ifs, the hows, the, the all that stuff of this program and let you make decisions from there. He's going to explain it way better than I do. It, it's, it's just an eye-opening thing when you start to collect data on specific deer, times deer moving throughout properties and cameras and stuff like that. It's, it's just a next-level tool. I don't think it's... I never think anything is a one-time game changer, but it's definitely a tool that is just going to make me a little bit more efficient. So anyway, with that, before we get started, real quick shout out to Little Mountain Outfitters. Guys, Little Mountain Outfitters is an archery shop located in Richland, Pennsylvania. And you talk about guys that, first of all, know what they're doing, can tune you up very efficiently for this season. And then also a shop that just has what you need with that unparalleled customer service. You can't beat it. So if you need to get tuned up, if you're you know, getting closer, seeing the timeline tick down to the beginning of archery season, go check them out. Pick up the gear you need, the arrows, the accessories. If you want to get a new bow, guys, they got them lined up. they got your name on it. Matthews, Prime, Bear, Tethered. They've got saddle hunting gear, mobile hunting gear. They've got Rambo bikes, food plot seed, you name it. it it's a, it's a one-stop shop, and it will definitely have you ready to go. So check them out, Little Mountain Outfitters. And with that, let's get to the episode. All right, we're live here, and we are chatting with John Livingston from Deer Lab. John, how are you tonight? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it too. It's been good catching up, good to get to know you and good to uh, just discuss and, and talk strategy with whitetails as we get closer and closer to season here. I'm fired up. I've been looking at cameras. I've been shooting my bow. I've been doing all kinds of prep. Um, what, what's been going on in your world? <laughs> um, really work. Um, not, you know, deer lab kind of kicks in right now. So it's like, uh, it's like, you know, if you're in the industry, you, you 
think that you're going to have all these other opportunities of hunting and doing all this stuff, but it really is kind of busy time. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, most of the hunting products out there, they're seasonal. And so, especially with trail cameras, you're hitting, you know, July is when everybody starts for the most part, starting to put their cameras out. Some will do them a little bit later because they're behind the eight ball. But, um, so just been doing a lot of work, really haven't, had um, the the property that I was on uh, hunting, they completely uh, turned it into a cow farm. Mm. <laughs> and so I lost all my food plots and everything. And um, this year I have a friend that just purchased property in Georgia and I'm really excited about that. It's, it's um, land that hasn't been hunted on, I want to say in six years or so. Oh, wow. And so it's completely, it's about a hundred acres and, um, it's pretty thick, so there's a lot of work to be done on it, but um, I'm really looking forward to that process of helping them out. Yeah, it sounds like a, at least there's uh, end of one chapter, new beginnings kind of deal. He said yeah. about being in the industry and stuff. Like, I'll never forget when I was in college trying to figure out what I wanted to do for a living. I was, I was working in the park service and army Corps of engineers doing some park ranger stuff. And we used to work with, uh, you know, side by side with some of the, the Pennsylvania game officers here yeah. and chat with them. They're like, whatever your interest is, if you are interested in being, you know, all out in hunting, he goes, work for the fish commission. He goes, cause you're busy times in the summer. He goes, if you're into fishing, be a game warden. I was like, that makes so much yeah. sense. Yeah, I uh, I'll, I'll never forget. I mean, with you being in Pennsylvania, um, I've only hunted once in Pennsylvania, and it, it was a trip. Um, so different than tell me Florida. about it. But uh, the the work part of it was the Great American Outdoor Show. Okay, yep. and it, I was doing it with Deer Lab, and I think it it was like nine days, something like that. It's something crazy long. Have you ever been to the Great American absolutely, Outdoor Show? Yeah, absolutely, many okay. times. So I guess it's a yeah, yeah, I work uh, with an archery shop there. Every really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and my dad works every day, so he he knows what it's what you mean by long days. <laughs> well, I had done other shows. I've done like shot show and ATA show mm-hmm. and some of those shows, but I did not know how much work it was for that. And for seven of the nine days, I was by myself in the booth Holy and God. it was brutal, brutal, but, uh, what a great show. I mean, I know that, um, over the years, I guess it's gotten smaller than what it used to be, but, um, what a great tradition that, that y'all have. Um, but my Pennsylvania hunt, it was opening gun season first day and, um, I'll never forget it. I mean, it was, I got in the day before at night, and so basically I went in with a friend. We went over this frozen lake, and there's a big mountain, and, you know, pitch black, and he's like, go that way, and you need to go up so long. And so it was like, you know, by the time you're up there and you're in your stand, <laughs> and the sun comes up, you have no clue what it looks like, where you are. It was, um, it was a blast, but, I mean, as soon as daylight started, it was like, gunshot after gun i felt like there was like 200 people around me it was crazy i'm just not used to that and i typically you know just do bow hunting so it was was a whole nother experience in itself just with the guns but 
it's since calmed down pretty significantly. But I mean, when I hear stories like, you know, Robbie and I are both uh, belong to cabins and stuff. And my family cabins got history back into the 60s. And you start hearing the stories of my grandparents and his brothers and and stuff like walking out. And I know some of the places that they discuss and it's it's uh, it's not a walk for a spring chicken. I mean, they go back in at some places and, you know, walking around in, in the dark and as it's getting light everywhere you look there's orange it's like a pumpkin patch and it seemed like no matter where you could walk and you know <laughs> stories of hearing deer getting shot at way in the distance and it just keeps getting louder and louder and louder then all of a sudden you hear a shot ring out it's like oh man that was right next to me it's gonna go like it's it's, it's just, probably the same deer running through the forest. it was like i swear deer ran themselves to death back then if they didn't get yeah. shot i mean and the stories of them flinging bullets it's like it's so it's just so different it's just such a different dynamic like i go to the same places now and if i hear 10 shots in a day on opening day that's like that's wow we, yeah. we heard 10 shots yeah i know really? like it's it's really really changed but the the numbers were different then i mean the, the population dynamic was different we used to have you know no deer below a certain point in the state and everybody from the southern part of the state went to the northern part well now we've got them everywhere and the population reduced in the northern part of the state but there's bigger bucks and it's just it's it's way different but you know we do yeah. some, we do some public land hunting uh in upstate pennsylvania and then we both hunt some private land i'm fortunate to get to do a lot of food plot work on some private yeah. lands down here awesome. And, uh, you know, that kind of, that kind of leads me into my interest within deer labs. So I'm, I'm going to give you the, the generic boring question that anybody would ask you if they come up to, you know, a booth or something like what is deer lab and can you highlight or, or, or enlighten us on how does something like that even get started? Good question. Um, yeah. So, you know, going back to the Pennsylvania hunt, one of the things that was so cool about my time there was we were in a cabin that had many generations and I was with a friend that I hunted um, with in Florida. He invited me up to his uncle's place and it was a huge family gathering. I mean, you had the grandfather and the uncles and, and then the sons and it was just really cool um, of how everybody was together. And I did not grow up in a hunting family. So um, that, that aspect of it was so cool that I really enjoyed. Um, but like I said, you know, I, I didn't grow up in hunting. I had a friend who was shooting a bow down the street from me and I would go over there and um, really enjoyed it. And made a comment to my wife, you know, and she, she knew I was going down there and just shooting a, um, a friend's bow. Our anniversary came around and my son was um, one years old and I was 40 years old and I was at dinner with my wife for our anniversary. And, um, actually it was before our anniversary and she, uh, I made a comment about, you know, one of the things I want to do is find something as I'm an older dad, I want to find something to do with my son. And, um, if it's baseball or whatever it might be, but, um, I said, one of the things I would love to do is bow hunt and, you know, be with, be with Reese. And it was just kind of an off the hand comment. And she, um, surprised me on our anniversary. She got a friend of mine. That's a really good hunter. Um, who actually I was on the elk hunt with in Idaho and 
he picked out a bow and she completely surprised me and she's a CPA. She doesn't give elaborate gifts. She's very budget conscious. <laughs> and so for her to get, she gave me a Matthews bow and it was just like complete shock because I just not expect anything like that. And, um, she basically gave it to me. She's like, this is your ticket to go hunting, to learn and to take Reese with you. And I was like, soul, you know? And so, that's really kind of the start of my hunting. And I didn't really know anything. Um, you know, I'd, I'd get online and I would, you know, read all the QDMA articles. And, you know, even back then, podcasting wasn't that big. So it wasn't really necessarily podcast, but it was mostly, you know, web articles and um, YouTube type stuff. And um, I had a friend here in Jacksonville and he was from Boise and he didn't really know how to hunt Florida. <laughs> But we basically um, had a friend that had property and we just started doing that and we started getting more and more trail cameras and I have a web agency and I'm into data and, you know, all the analytics and stuff like that. And I was looking at these photos and he would pull cards. I would pull cards. The property was about 20 minutes away from our, our, at where we lived. And I wanted to track an individual buck and I was using Excel spreadsheets to kind of track, you know, weather information and what time he was, a specific buck was seen. And it was just getting really complicated as we, especially as we got more and more cameras. Um, you know, it wasn't like we had a crazy amount of cameras, but anytime you're like over five, six cameras, it, it becomes like, especially if you have multiple bucks, you know, where did this do? And I was looking at it from a history standpoint of like, what did he do last year? And, you know, those type of things. And so it was just sitting in a stand and thinking, I wonder if there, if I could make something to where it could track, it could automatically pull the weather out of the, out of the photos and, and start tracking this. Because when you start looking at photos in a folder, you're not really seeing too much. I mean, you're seeing, you really focus on the photos and you're not really seeing, you know, necessarily, okay, this buck is at this camera location, this camera location, and how do those times correspond to each other and his movement patterns and all that, it gets a little bit complicated. And so, um, being on the website, I, I, um, contacted a friend who lives in Greenville, South Carolina, and I pitched him the idea. We've always wanted to work together. And um, he loved the idea. And that's when kind of Deer Lab kind of sprouted. And that was almost nine years ago. Um, and so, you know, a uh, lot of mistakes along the way. <laughs> we, we spent like six months building Deer Lab. And it was really, you know, I was still a new hunter. And I didn't really have the experience that I have now. And... Um, basically we built some tools that weren't very helpful and it wasn't until customers started coming in and, and giving, you know, Hey, I would love to see this or I'd love to see that. And then me becoming a better hunter and, and understanding what I really would want to see. That's when Deer Lab started to kind of um, grow. And we, we were definitely listening to everybody that was giving feedback and we really try to keep it simple tried to keep it focused. Um, there's a lot of apps out there that try to do everything under the sun and really our focus is trail cameras. Um, we're not trying to, you know, pull in 
what somebody says or what they think patterns are. It's really focused on the data that you give us. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's kind of how it started. And, you know, it wasn't like uh, that commercial where you start an app and all of a sudden all these subscribers start coming. Um, it was a gradual thing, but it's, it's been a fun journey and it's a passion of mine and, um, has, has been, has been a really a fun, fun (laughs) business, you know, um, it, it's on six months out of the year and then kind of off six months, even though we have customer, we have customers all over the place, Mm -hmm. all over the world. Um, some, use it for very different things from alligators to um, to scientific studies and the Amazon forest to Europe to you name it. Um, wow. Just random stuff, you know, things that I would never would have guessed somebody using Deer Lab for. But in its simplest form, it's basically managing and analyzing the trail camera photos. Sure. So um, let's stay let's stay on the simple side. So we're basically we, we pull a card. Um, we go through and I can upload, I can upload every single image on from that, uh, from that card pull, I can load it into there. And you said it's pulling, it's, it's taking data and you said it's pulling weather. So give me an idea, like, how does that actually work? Like, is it, is it pulling it from a local weather station? Is it pulling it from that? And then what, um, what specific pieces of information, um, are you able to collect from just that camera card image? How does that, how does that look? Yeah, really the only thing that we need from the photo is the, the timestamp. Um, so when you create an account with Deer Lab, you basically have a Google map, you tell us where your property is. We don't really look at property lines. It's, it's more of a general location of where you're hunting. So if you had 10 cameras, I would say pull back on the satellite map to where it shows all 10 cameras. And you just basically drop pins where your camera locations are. When you do that, you give us a GPS for where that photo is. And so that's the first piece of data that we take is the GPS location of the camera. And so we're really looking at camera locations. And then when you upload a photo, there's a timestamp that's embedded within the photo. You'll, you'll have a timestamp that is on the photo, but this is embedded within the photo. And so we take that, we don't take any weather or it doesn't matter what kind of camera you have. It could be the cheapest camera that has no weather or no moon phase or anything like that. Cause really we don't want that information because there's a lot more accurate um, weather data that we can pull from um, a, a sensor on a trail camera. Some of them are good. Some of them are not that great. And so we just kind of say, okay, we're going to be pulling from weather stations. And so we connect I don't, I don't really know how many, I mean, the last count I saw was like 30 or 40,000 in the U S. Um, so pretty much guaranteed that you're going to have a weather station pretty close to you. Mm. Um, and so we pull in whenever you upload a photo, we will, during that upload process, we go out, we, um, we look at the timestamp embedded within the photo we go out to your local weather station and start pulling the weather specifically for that time when that photo was taken. And so we start aggregating that data. So as you upload, you know, say two, three, 4,000 photos from an SD card, we're doing all that in the background. And then we're automatically organizing your photos by um, date. And so it'd be nicely organized for you as they come in. 
And then um, we also do photo recognition. Uh, doing photo recognition on deer um, and other animals is sometimes a little difficult just because of the backgrounds and especially night photos um, and the distance of how far your camera is from the, from the actual animal. But um, we have a pretty good success rate as far as identifying if it's a buck or a doe. Um, turkey is really easy. Uh, bear, um, you know, something like a, like a, uh, an elk, um, would be a little, I mean, it, it's not necessarily hard, but, um, when you start getting some animals that are pretty close, like a squirrel or something like that, it's, it's a little bit more difficult sure. just because of the size of it in the image. But we take all that information and then, we automatically tag the photos if, if, if it has something in it. So if you get a thousand pictures of just blowing grass in your trail camera, we won't tag that photo. In fact, we have a filter in there to where you can say, select all the untagged photos, and then you hit select all, it selects all those, and you can hit delete, and it will delete all those photos. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to wade through all of them. But, you know, for the... Um, some people don't really care about does. I kind of like, I don't really delete many photos. It's easier not to delete them. And the, the limits on deer lab are so high that unless you're running 200 cameras, you know, you're not necessarily going to be hitting the limits, okay. but, um, you know, it doesn't matter the settings on the camera. Some people will have it in burst mode. Some people will have, you know, time lapse or whatever it might be. We take all that into consideration when we are starting to pattern the analytics behind the photos. So, you know, just to kind of step back a little bit, you know, our goal is to really analyze the data of the photos. And so if you were tracking an individual buck and, you know, really Deer Lab is geared around not just showing you photos. In fact, I don't even really look at the photos that much. There's some photos that, would be really cool and you know I, I like looking at them but deer lab is really about the data and so i will identify individual bucks and i will name them so we have the automated way of tagging photos as well as a manual tagging process to where um, we have a couple of different ways that you can do it but you can filter your photos so what i do is i go okay i want to see the last two weeks of photos and it will filter out the last two weeks. And then I go through and we have a, a button that you can select and it will put all the photos out there and I can just use my keyboard and go from one photo to the next without using my mouse. And I can start giving individual bucks names. So if I know buck a or big daddy or whatever you want to name him, I just type that in, hit tab, and go to the next picture, and I keep on doing that to all the pictures of Big Daddy. When I do that, when you identify photos with the same tag, we start to aggregate all that data. So um, you can go into a profile section of Deer Lab, mm -hmm. and you basically select that tag. So if you created a tag called Big Daddy, you would select the tag Big Daddy, and it would bring in all the photos of Big Daddy and it would bring all the data of Big Daddy and we start giving you timelines like you'll see like a photo log of like uh, uh, from the very first time you saw them to the latest photo 
we'll show that on a graph so you can kind of see time frames of when he's coming, being captured by um, a camera. And that can be really helpful when you're starting to look at years of data on Big Daddy. So let's say you want to kill, you want to go after him when he's three and a half, four and a half years old, something like that. You could have two, two, three years of data on him and you can really target in as far as the locations he's at and the timing he's hitting those cameras. Um, and that's really the power of Deer Lab. It's looking at the historical data. It's not necessarily taking the photos and saying, okay, I'm going hunting today. What should I do? If you have data from last year, you have a, you have, um, decisions are a lot easier to make with that data from last year. Photos from last week don't necessarily mean that that deer is going to show up at that location, you know, from last week's photos. Um, they could, but it's having that year of data really is what kind of gives a stronger correlation as far as when to be where. It absolutely does wholeheartedly. I mean, um, I've experienced that time and time again. I've, I'm a firm believer in that. When you start to pattern deer and you start to watch them get – to an age class where they start to be, um, I'm going to say somewhat predictable as far as the geography, their home bo- their home range, and uh, the, the habits that they do. Um, you know, the, the deer that I killed in 2020 um, did almost an, an, an identical thing to what he did the year before. Um, I think the day that I first laid eyes on that deer in uh, 2019 with my camera was October 19th and he'd have a pattern of of showing up for a 36 to 48 hour period morning and evening in certain locations and then uh, be void for a week and then repeat the process and when I killed him um, the following year in 2020 it was October 23rd and uh, I had a series of pictures of him the day before and uh, he showed up the next day, so it was about a thirty, it was like a thirty-six hour time frame of when that deer was showing up, spending time, and I was able to capitalize on that. Now I had used a, a cell camera in that instance to really try to do that, but the the concept yeah. was still there, and it was really really easy for me to monitor it because it was literally a two-acre property that I had access to, and I was running one camera designed yeah. around the travel access routes, um, corridors, waterhole, uh, mock scrapes, uh, food plot. I, I designed it in such a way that I could pretty much capitalize on any deer moving through there or the majority of deer moving through there on one camera, maybe two. Yeah. Now, what intrigues me so much with Deer Lab is, you know, I have other properties I hunt, and one property in particular is on the larger side. It's uh, closer, it's between 250 and 300 acres, and we, we run a lot of cameras. We, you know, we're running um, somewhere between 30 and 40 cameras between the, the private land and the public land that we hunt. And I find myself all the time, you know, first of all, you might not pull a card for weeks throughout the season. I find that a lot of the cameras that I'm putting out are in that, are out just to soak. They're out to collect information on that, that, yeah. but analyzing that on so many, 
so many cards it first of all takes forever and how you have that camera set i mean sometimes you'll be pulling um you know a couple thousand pictures on one camera especially if you have it on a food plot and you don't pull it for a while i mean some of the food plot cards have have been three four five thousand pictures depending on how you have it set and it just gets to be so cumbersome and uh you know, I find myself going back through and saving the nicest pictures of some of the better buck. And, you know, if there's another cool picture I want, but, um, it's, I, I'm trying to figure out the next step in managing my cameras. And I think deer labs where that's at. So I want to ask you the question, um, what is important to you when you pull a card as far as how you manage going through that card, what you save versus what you don't? I mean, you had said that you don't really delete yeah. a lot of pictures, and we talked. I want to talk a little bit more about the tag aspect of it because that's a really cool feature. But um, how do you kind of balance, like, what is the bare minimum? What do you absolutely need to make this product work to its full efficiency, um, versus going through thousands and thousands of pictures and spending hours on the computer. Like where, where's that happy medium in your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, cameras are time consuming and, you know, we try to take a lot of that time away. It's still, it's still time consuming deer lab or not deer lab, you know? Um, but it's just the, the time that I spend with deer lab like I said, was not really deleting photos. I'm, I don't try to get everything really tidy because I'm really not looking at the photos. And one point I want to make too is you mentioned it about a camera over a food plot. You know, you're going to have cameras maybe on a trail. You're going to have cameras over a food plot, um, depending on where you are. You know, uh, it, it could be different places. Um, and then you're going to have uh, – Different, like, for instance, if, if a camera is over a food plot and you have gear coming through there and they're staying in the food plot for, you know, a good amount of time, you're going to get a lot of photos off of that food plot. Where a trail, where a deer is going down a trail, you might not get that many photos. Um, but how would you determine, you know, what camera is getting more activity? Or, or what is the camera that, you know, the location that has more priority? Well, if you just go off of number of photos, and that's where I think just looking at photos and not having any software behind it can be deceiving because you might see a ton of photos at a food plot and say, oh, that's the most active time. That's the, that's the place I need to be or close by. But that doesn't necessarily always mean that's true. And so what we do is we take, um, a 15 minute segment, no matter if let's say big daddy's in that food plot for, uh, 30 minutes, say, let's say 25 minutes. We count that as two sightings because he's hit two 15 minute segments. So it doesn't matter if your camera is on burst mode where you're taking photo after photo in a, in a small, you know, three second range, or if it's on a different setting, as long as you take a photo within a 15 minute segment, that's counted as one sighting for that individual buck. Um, where if he's running on that trail, you know, at a, let's say 6.30, he's coming in, and then at 7.30, he's leaving, you know, that would be counted as two sightings as well. So we take that, that information, and so we basically 
throw out all of the variables that a camera can have or what settings you have. And so the, the, the stats that we're providing are a lot more accurate than just looking at how many photos. So we don't look at how many photos. And that's why I don't really care about deleting photos. Um, you know, some people are like, oh, I have to get the exact photos, you know, of what I want because I don't want all these blank photos to count my calculations and stuff like that. It doesn't. We just take tagged photos. And if you have Big Daddy tagged, if you have 20 photos of him in a 10-minute in a segment, it's only going to count for one sighting. So how I use Deer Lab when you have a lot of cameras, it can be overwhelming to just look at the thousands and thousands of photos. And so what I do is I break it down into chunks of information. I want to say, okay, I have these 15 SD cards. I'm just going to upload them. And I just drag and drop all the photos from that SD card over to Deer Lab. And I, you know, pick the location of where that SD card is. I drag the photos over to that, to that location. And typically, I mean, I have a very fast internet connection, but it's really about the upload speed, not the download speed. So you're uploading the photos. I can typically average about four to five images per second uploading. And if there's a thousand photos on there, um, I'll typically work on something else. I'll upload them, work on something else, or just walk away from the computer. When it finishes, I'll come in and maybe not even touch it until the day, the next day, or maybe two days later. And I will start filtering my photos. And so I put them in chunks. Like I just want to focus in on this camera location between these dates. And I'll go in and I'll start identifying the buck that I really want to follow and track. Mm. All the other photos, like those, um, they're automatically tagged doe. So I will create a profile that says doe and I will create a profile that says buck. And so that profile aggregates all the bucks, all the photos of the bucks. And so I can have a general picture of what the activity of all bucks are doing. And then I will get into the individual bucks and start naming them and start tracking them. So really my focus is individual bucks. That's what I'm going after. The does and the turkey and the, I don't have bear, but um, turkey, really. I, I love the idea of just being able to filter by turkey and then create a profile for turkey. And I'm not tracking individual turkey, but but I'm just seeing all the data of the turkey of what cameras it's hitting and what times is the most popular times that it's hitting those cameras. Mm. And it just makes it really easy to kind of go, okay, come this time of year, this is where all the activity is for turkeys, and it's it's pretty accurate. Um, and when you're having a lot of cameras, if you only have two or three cameras, I would say Deer Lab probably is not the best tool um, because it's not going to help um, tremendously because you're not able to really look at larger areas. Mm. But if you're having, you know, five, six, seven, I mean, we have customers that have up to 200 cameras, which to me is hard to imagine, but they have individual people, you know, that's their job as cameras. That's all they do. Um, and so when you have a larger area, you know, any, anytime you're getting over so many acres or so many cameras, I would say five or six to 10 cameras, you know, Deer Lab, I think is a perfect tool to, to be able to really make sense of it. And 
most people just don't look at the data behind it and they look at um, you know the weather which is the weather is important but all of that is put into deer lab when it comes to the profiles of you know how is this buck moving by the wind um, the wind speed how is he moving you know is he active when there's a wind out of the northeast or you know those type of things and I believe that every buck has an individual personality um, we can't really identify this at, at give a a blanket statement for bucks because from an age standpoint to the location to the pressure to whatever it might be they're doing different things and so that's where i think the profiles can really help somebody really take advantage of the trail cameras i mean just looking at photos is just i mean it's really the data behind the photos and, and that's kind of the biggest thing and i think deer lab over the past nine years, that's the education that we want to kind of teach other people is it's so much more than just a photo. And we are all accustomed to just looking at photos. And I, I know serious deer hunters are going to look at the data, but um, it's just an easier way to pull in that data. It's an easier way to pull it in definitely from an interpretation standpoint. So the uh, the tagging part, I want to I want to stay on that for just a second because mm-hmm. um, the way you just described the way you handle your your pictures and stuff, that sounds way easier than what I was trying to do. And what I was always doing before when I'd go through a card is I was writing down the number of the, the picture that I wanted to save and putting that into a folder. And I did that process the first time I uploaded pictures into Deer Lab. You know, I was going through and just picking out, you know, every time, uh, every time a shooter uh, stepped into place, let's just say, you know, Big Daddy Buck shows up. And I was just saving one picture every time I'd have a series of him to thinking in my mind that that would do but that was time consuming and the, the tagging process there's a way that you said you can have an automatic tag and interpret that picture every time that that comes in so um doe or buck and you can go through that that is really really slick and I think that's going to in the long run help me out when we're going through tons and tons of pictures yeah yeah I I, I really like creating a profile of just the buck tag. So we automatically will identify your photos as a buck if there's a buck in it. And all you have to do is select profiles and then select from a drop down that tag buck and then it creates a profile for all your bucks. And so that view to me gives a lot of information. You can start to understand maybe popular bedding areas, um, especially if you're looking at the heat map and you're seeing um, a time frame of when you can every every uh, every report that we give you allows you to filter the time frames and so instead of just looking at a report that has all of the photos at all times I try to kind of narrow things down um, and so the more more you narrow it down the easier it is to kind of not feel so overwhelmed especially if you're uploading thousands and thousands of photos and you're just kind of like oh this is going to take forever but like the individual bucks um when you create a tag for him i will say we are not going to identify that unique buck the next time you upload your photos of him you're going to have to select okay, who is that buck? And you have to give him that name. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's 
when we create the algorithm to do photo recognition, we take hundreds, if not thousands of photos of a particular animal. We run a lot of tests and just the background tests that, that we do, it takes um, sometimes weeks of running um, to create the algorithm to be able to identify what that animal is. So if we were going to identify a unique buck, we would have to have a lot of data on that buck to be able to do it. And the percentage of, of identifying a particular buck over another buck, I mean, even wildlife biologists have a hard time doing that when they're doing trail camera surveys. So we give um, the tools for you to identify the individual bucks. We have a zoom capability on one of our tagging tools to where you can go in and you can zoom in on the antlers and kind of make sure that that's the buck that you're looking at. Um, and then you just can type in the, the name of the buck that you want to give, or you can select from a drop down that has a list of all the tags that you have created. Mm. Um, so, you know, it, it we have a um, support center that basically has a step-by-step -step guide of how to use Deer Lab, and I have um, video tutorials that I walk through how I use the tagging feature or how I use the profiles and kind of what to look at. And it, it's really pretty simple. And, you know, uh, one of the things when we designed Deer Lab, we weren't designing it necessarily for the 20-year-old. <laughs> We were designing it for the guy that typically has a lot of cameras and might not be very technically savvy. And so we wanted to kind of dumb it down and make it very easy for everybody to do that. And I think that's one of the uh, reasons why we've been successful is a lot of people get into it and go, this is a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. So, um, and, and also we're very focused on what we're doing. We're not trying to bring in you know, like all the mapping tools and the um, various aspects of what some other software does. There's other software that does things very well, like, for instance, Onyx Maps. They do a great job at mapping, you know. We're not trying to be a mapping tool um, to compete with Onyx. We're just focused on trail camera photos. And it's site specific for where you're hunting, and that's where it's where it's yeah, really yeah. Different. And everybody's everybody's data is different. I mean, even Florida, Florida has some crazy ruts. I mean, it goes all through the year, and I mean, you could go five miles down the road, and the rut's going to be very different. It's it's crazy, um, and where maybe in the Midwest, it's it's more you know a specific time, and you know when to go out, but. Um, you know, we're, we try not to give people data. I mean, we, we just focus on the data that they're providing us. Yeah, you and try not to photos, make it biased in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, just exactly. give, Provide the data and let you interpret it. Yeah, and the more photos you upload to Deer Lab, the more accurate it's going to be. So, well, I, real go quick, ahead, Robbie. Mitchell, uh, John, you, t you were talking about uh, – when you analyze the weather and uh, the wind, wind direction, uh, moon phases and everything, when that all gets analyzed. I'm not sure if you touched on it. I might have missed it. But when it comes to the travel direction of the animal coming into the camera, leaving the camera, does the user input which way the camera is facing? Or yeah. um, I assume you guys can't, you, you, you can't pinpoint to that exact which way the camera is facing. And yeah, we do don't you analyze have that then? 
we don't have a setting for that. Um, what I do is I use the filter. Okay. And so I kind of get down into time frames yep. of, you know, okay, you can see in a graph, like a pie chart of kind of, you can go into a camera and see what the most um, dominant times there are. Yep. And we basically group it off of a, I think it's a two hour segment. And then um, you can also go in and see what the most popular cameras are. And I go in and I start to filter everything by time frames, And that's where I can kind of understand, okay, this one buck is moving this direction. Now that the direction of like the wind speed um, and the wind direction, you can see, we give a, a chart on that as far as when they are moving but we're not saying what direction they're moving. But you can also look at the um, heat map and do a timing, and you can yeah. see the heat map showing where they are moving from one side to the That's next. The next. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm getting pretty gung-ho about it as I'm going through, and there's, there's two deer in particular that I'm really interested in this year. One of them, I, I'd have to go back two years and, and kind of reevaluate pictures, but we had pictures of last year, and it blew up into a shooter this year. And then another one, we had pictures of uh, the, the, the previous two seasons, and now we're getting pictures of them this summer. So, you know, I'm thinking exactly that with the, the images that I do have saved. Um, I want to utilize and just see what it has, even if it's not the complete picture. It's still a snapshot. You know, I would have saved some of that. So, you know, from, let's just say I have 30 cameras and, uh, those 30 cameras, I saved all the pictures I wanted to save from the previous year's hunting season. And then all those saved pictures I put into one individual folder. So what would you recommend somebody do in a situation like that, where they've got to individually go through all the camera locations if they're all in the same folder, like what would be an easier process there? Would it be easier to individually divide those pictures up by camera location before you upload them? Would it be simple to just upload them and do it on the backside? Like what, what would your thought process be? Yeah, you would need to have the photos from a specific location. Um, we, one of the things that, if you have photos from different locations in one folder and you upload them to one camera location, I mean, you, you can only upload it by, to a specific camera location. Mm -hmm. So I would have, you know, it doesn't matter how many, what gear is in there, as long as it's to a specific location, then you upload them that way. If you have a bunch of bucks in a folder, like shooter bucks or whatever, um, you would have to basically drag and drop them to the appropriate camera location so um i wish i could make it easier than that but well um, you know we, we kind of look at it from an sd card you know sure. take the sd card and and i will say one of the other kind of tips that i do is i share the property with other people and we share accounts and i would say most of our accounts at deer lab people are sharing their accounts and that's completely fine with us um and so my friend will pull cards and he'll go home and he'll upload photos and he'll do tagging or whatever. Um, we can tag at the same time from different locations. So he can say, okay, I'm going to tag the Northeast food plot. Um, you tag this location. And so we'll just go in and we'll be working at the same time tagging photos from 
you know, different computers. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. Um, and that's, that was a huge, um, time saver for us, but also one of the ch- challenges we had initially before Deer Lab was he was taking cards. I was taking cards. We never had all the cards together. So photos would be split up on multiple computers and you wouldn't really see the full picture. And so right. Deer Lab, you know, we would share the same account and he would go in, put, upload his photos to Deer Lab and I would do the same thing and we would all be on the same. And, and a lot of times we'd be on the computer, you know, just on speakerphone talking about what we wanted to do and kind of recognizing some certain patterns in a particular buck and kind of just kind of analyzing it that way. And I, I enjoy, I mean, one of the thing, the great things about hunting, I believe, is who you're hunting with. And so just the, the times, the conversations, those are the fun pieces that I really enjoy. And, and Deer Lap has been kind of, it's been a tool that we can continue that conversation, you know, outside the woods. It's got to be the conversations a whole lot better. I mean, I can think about the hunting partners that I have and, you know, even hunting with Robbie and stuff. You know, if we pull a card, a lot of the time what we do is go through that, however many pictures, save the highlights, and then just put the highlights on that card and then hand it to each other. And that's great. We would get to see the highlights, but it wouldn't give us the full picture. And I, I, like I said, I really think it's going to be another another percentage chance. You know, I truly believe with mature deer – you can only get so far in your, your process. I mean, I know I've never heard anybody quote a number when it comes to whitetails, but I mean, you know, I've heard a lot of people say when you go on an elk hunt, it's like a 10% success rate when you go out and and try to kill an elk and like 10%, if you can do something that gets you to 15% or 20%, well, you would do it. Right. And I think there's something along those lines with mature deer too. Like whatever that number is, let's say when you, you know, regardless of what he says, let's say you got a 10% chance you're going to shoot a mature buck today. But if you've got enough things in your arsenal to make that push up to 20, 30%, maybe 40%, um, yeah. 40% is basically one in three sits, one in two point some sits. Um, I would love to have those odds and that kind of data at that quick of a, of a, uh, that, that quickly processed, that's big for me, especially with the, the style that I'm doing and, and, and what I'm looking for. Yeah. I was at a trade show. Um, I think it was in Iowa. Yeah. This Des Moines. And, um, I'll never forget this guy comes up to me and just starts screaming. I mean, screaming his head off at me and I'm just standing there going, what in the world? And everybody's turning, looking at this guy. And he's like, you're cheating hunting and and you know you're taken away from this and all that and he was just he he didn't like technology and hunting and um my response to that would be you know deer lab is basically taking the information that you already have and giving you it's it's presenting that information to you it's not going to automatically make you a tremendously better hunter. I mean, it's not going to automatically scout your property for you. It's going to give you a different perspective of your photos and how you look at photos and how you look at data. And that can be transferred to when you're on the property and you're looking at the property, thinking about it's just a higher level of education as far as understanding the property a little bit better from the photos that you're taking. Now, 
you know, there's the, the big debate about technology. I mean, it's like, where is that, where do we draw that line as far as technology? I mean, we have cameras as technology. We have broadheads uh, and, and compound bows and, we have range finders and all sorts of stuff. I mean, do we go back to a bow that we have to make? And I mean, <laughs> there's all these different conversations about that. And even down to like moon phase. I mean, some people are so gung ho on the specific moon phase and there's another camp that doesn't believe that at all. We don't really take the side of one way or the other. It's just like, what does your data say? What does it, what does it show you? So, you know, we kind of take that approach of like, you know, we don't want to tell somebody if you use Deer Lab, you're automatically going to be able to shoot this buck at this time. You know, we're giving you the information that you already have. You're just not seeing it. And so, um, you know, you still have to hunt. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's what's fun about it. Do you have any specific highlights that come to your mind over the years with this product, whether it's your own personal um, friends that have used it or just a, a, a test, a testimony of using the product and opening up and changing the game for somebody that just really stands out that you could share with us to, you know, just kind of give us a little bit more of a teaser. Well, I'll, I'll, t I'll give you an example off of a, when I was at the great American outdoor show in Pennsylvania. So I was standing there worn out <laughs> And this guy comes up, um, Dan, um, trying to think of his last name. I can't think of his last name. I should know his last name. Anyway, he has this rack with him. And I mean, the, the buck is like crazy big. And he's like, this deer lab is allowed me to get this. He's like, you were one of the tools that I used to be able to identify this buck of where he was. And he, he ended up telling me the story and it turned out to be the number two largest typical deer, non-typical, non-typical deer on public land, um, shot. And I mean, it was massive. It was crazy. And, uh, he had just got it, uh, mounted and, was at the show and I think showing it off to people. Um, but, but, but he used deer lab and he's like, this buck was right near a farmhouse in a field, a bean field and did not move hardly at all. And deer lab was the tool that he used to tell, to, to help him show the pattern of that deer. And, and it would, and it was, I mean, he based it off of the moon phase and, you know, I, I'm personally, I'm not a big believer of the moon phase, but, but, um, from my data, <laughs> but from his data, he saw something different. And, um, so that was really cool to, you know, that was like our, probably our second or third year and to have some, somebody like that who shot such a big buck, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a trophy hunter. It's, you know, I'm, I'm more for the meat. But, um, but, but, uh, if it can help somebody like that, I thought that was really cool, you know, to, to have him say that deer lab helped him, but we get, um, people sending us reviews and stuff like that saying how, how deer lab has helped them. It's, it's really cool to see. And it's not just deer hunters. Um, like we have, like I mentioned before, I, I think I mentioned this before of having scientists, 
um, that are using Deer Lab for different reasons. Um, we have different universities using Deer Lab and um, even high schools that are using it and teaching kids how to, you know, look at deer and it's using it as a tool to get them outdoors and have fun and, and things like that. I mean, to me, that's a huge highlight of getting more people out in the woods um, and not necessarily being behind a computer screen all the time. You know, I mean, our goal is to, to help you speed up your time so you can be out in the woods more than being in front of a computer. And um, that's one of the things I love about hunting is it gets me away from what I'm looking, you know, the computer screen that I'm looking at eight, 10 hours a day easily. So absolutely. If it's legal and it, and it, uh, if it's legal and it gets you outside, gets you out and enjoying creation beyond yeah. that, what else matters? You know, if I want to shoot the biggest buck and you want to shoot a deer for meat and Robbie somewhere in between, or Robbie wants to go, well, I don't know if he's allowed to go hunting. He just got married now, so he might not be allowed to go hunting. But I mean, if he wants to, you know, you know, kiss his wife's rear end, you know, whatever we do that makes us happy, um, yeah. we're going to do those things. And that's all that matters. Um, that's oversharing right there. <laughs> John, when, I, did you get, when did you get married? Uh, June 18th. So oh, a month, wow. month and a half ago. Yep. Nice. Got she, a, she's allowing you out like this. <laughs> yep, yep. We had, uh, married and got a house within two weeks of one another. So it's been a, been a busy summer. Wow, that's awesome. Yep. All the more Good reason we can't wait for fall, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> John, you, well, you have to, I mean, I'm sure everybody's told you, but you have to kind of start, when you're thinking about kids, think about the rut yep. <laughs> and yep. the timing on that. Both of my kids were born in March. In March There's a reason for yeah, that. Me and my brother were <laughs> April and June, so. Yeah. Oh, shoot. John, did we miss any highlights of Deer Lab that we should bring up before uh, before we let you go? Um, you know, we do different things. It's like, let's say your timestamps are all messed up from, you know, the, from daylight savings or your batteries went, you know, your camera messed up or whatever. We have some math editing tools to where you can automatically adjust, um, the timestamp for hundreds, if not thousands of photos at once. That's kind of nice. Hopefully not many people have to use it. Um, we have, you know, I know a lot of people like to share photos, and so we created a, a way, it's called albums, where any animal that you can profile, you can create an album for, and you can create an album for multiple tags. So, for instance, one, one thing I wanted to make a comment on is when, when you're tagging animals, you can tag a specific buck multiple things. So you could say he's Big Daddy, He's a 10 pointer. Um, he's a shooter. Um, you name it. You can name those, um, that one buck multiple tags. And so if you want to filter by just show me all your shooters and all the shooters show up or doing a profile of, I want to see all the data for all the shooters. You know, are, are there any similarities there? You can kind of look at things like that. So you don't necessarily have to just tag him one tag it can be multiple tags. So I, I typically, you know, we created albums specifically for the guys that were like outfitters and stuff like that to where they could use that tool as a educational tool for people coming to their property to hunt. Like what is a shooter and what is not a shooter? And so they can just say, 
whenever they say create an album for shooters, whenever they're adding photos to Deer Lab and they tag photos of shooters, it automatically populates that album. And the album is basically just a public link. It doesn't show anything about their property location or the camera locations or any stats on bucks or profiles or anything like that. It just shows the photos and it gives a link that they can email to somebody or text somebody the link to see all the photos. And that's, that's a lot of people have liked that. Um, if they're into sharing photos, but they don't really want to share the data or where even the property is. Mm. Um, and so we have people using that, um, trying to think of other things. You know, if you're running, if you're hunting a lot of different properties, uh, it's really nice to be able to have buckets of, of information. So we separate everything by property. And um, so you can go in and say, you know, property A or whatever you name it, you'll go in and you can see, you know, all the profiles for that. And then you can jump over to a different property. But we try to kind of keep it all contained in its own property. Um, but there's, you know, there's other things. I think the filtering is huge on Deer Lab, making it very easy. And the profiles really is the bread and butter of Deer Lab. It's, it's what we created it for. Um, but we have we have other tools in there that we don't really highlight too much. But um, one is you can adjust the photo recognition of how um, sensitive it is. So um, you can adjust those. You can also um, do mass removals of tags. So let's say you created a tag that you don't use anymore, you can go in and delete the tag. It won't delete all of the photos with that tag, but it just deletes the tag from the photos. Mm -hmm. You can go in and rename tags. Um, there's a lot of management pieces of it. I think a lot of people use the um, what cameras they have active and inactive. So you can go into the map and you can turn cameras on and off. It doesn't necessarily do anything to the cameras, but it's more of a visual as you're looking at the property of saying, okay, I had a camera there maybe back in 2019, but, and I have all the data at that camera location, but there's not a camera there. And so, you know, when you're putting cameras out, you can put one back there and you just make it active. And, you know, there's some management things that really come into play when you're running a ton of cameras, you know, I, I will, even, you know, I run under under 20 cameras, but I can still lose cameras. Like, where did I put that camera? And so Deer Lab is one of those tools where you can it can help you sure. understand, you know, what you can't necessarily remember. <laughs> but we have, you know, there's, there's little intricacies of Deer Lab. Like, some people like say, okay, my property is clear-cutted and I, I don't know... I can't tell from a satellite picture where my camera is located. You can you can add your GPS information in there if you want. We have mm. we give you know little things like that that aren't necessarily at front and center when somebody's using it. But um, we try to we've taken a lot of feedback and we love feedback from users. The more feedback we get, the better because we're always updating and changing things um, depending on you know if we get people saying, Hey, I really would like to see this. Then, you know, if multiple people are saying that, then we take notice of that. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, but outside of that, I mean, I would just, you know, for anybody that's listening that wants to try it out, we do have a 30 day free trial. 
just go in there, play around with it. Um, you can only upload 250 photos, but you can also delete those photos and upload other photos if you wanted to. But play around with the tagging and the filtering, and, and um, we have that support center where you can go in and look at the video tutorials. Um, I'm on live chat all the time, so if you have a question, and you get in there and say, hey, I'm, uh, what should I do in this scenario or whatever, um, I'm always, I mean, daily, I'm talking to somebody. So, so then my next question is, how do you keep sanity through all that? <laughs> What's that? How do you keep sanity through all of that? <laughs> you know, um, I have, I mean, as having a family and all, I have to cut it off here and here and there, but um, I'm in front, I'm like, I have a web agency. I'm in front of the computer all the time. So those type of distractions are a lot better than <laughs> the other stuff. So I enjoy it. I, I love talking to other people and, and, and I love hearing from everybody. Um, you know, success stories and things like that. That's, that's what I really enjoy about Deer Lab is, is that type of information. And, you know, um, so it's been fun. It's been a fun journey. I got a call from, from one of my buddies today, um, has his own property and was calling me about food plot questions. And I'm on the phone. We're, we're talking through stuff. He's targeting specific deer. He asked my advice in this and blah, blah, blah. We're going through. And at the end of the phone call, I'm sitting at my office desk. My walk, wife walks past. He goes, I thought you were working. I was like, well, you know, that's 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 okay. I mean, that breaks the day up. <laughs> now that you're a podcaster, it's always work, exactly, right? Yeah, right, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> John, <laughs> John, I can't thank you enough for uh, for coming on, chatting about us with us. Uh, I thank you for the opportunity to uh, utilize this this fall and all the information you gave me. Uh, hopefully, it it ends with uh, some cool success stories that we can add uh, add to your your resume because I I think it's going to be a, a really cool tool for us. Well, cool. I'd love for y'all to be using it and. Um... You know, if any of your customers, or excuse me, any of your listeners want to use it, um, we did put a, together a, a free trial, um, excuse me, a coupon for 20% off on any plan. Um, we do have that free trial so they can go in there. They don't have to put a credit card or anything like that and just play around with it. But if they do like it, um, use the coupon code WOODSMAN, all capitalized, WOODSMAN, um, M-A-N. And um, you get 20% off for the life of you having a Deer Lab subscription. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll make sure we got links to that in our descriptions and everything else. Um, hey, John, with that, I appreciate your time, man. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was great talking with y'all. Likewise.